Hey, this is Trina B with Girl Let's Talk Atlanta. Today I have two wonderful guests with me, Dr. Saretta and Ms. Lauren. Today's topic is going to be on um, how to self-heal after trauma. And I'm just going to go in to let Dr. Saretta and Lauren introduce themselves. And Dr. Saretta, you go first. Hi, everyone. Uh, this is Dr. Sarepta Isaac. I'm a local physician here in Atlanta, specializing in um, podiatry, the foot and ankle. Um, been practicing for four years and absolutely love what I do. In addition to practice, I also have a health and wellness education platform, Serenity Health Talks, uh, which I use to motivate, educate, and advocate for those who are underrepresented, who um, you know, just have battles concerning their health and wellness overall. Um, I help people take control of their health, um, just or help their fam- family members that they know may need just better direction in their health and wellness overall. Because I truly believe that uh, having control of your life really is one of the places that is rooted is in your health, right? So we really can't have a, a good foundation um, overall in our life if our health is out of balance. So. Part of my work is to help people to do just that. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Great, great. Okay, Lauren, you're next. <laughs> okay, my name is Lauren. I am a up and coming entrepreneur here in Atlanta, Georgia. I am an advocate for mental health, and I'm also an advocate for sexual abuse, especially in the African American community when it comes to young girls. I'm looking to start a nonprofit and um, bring awareness to both of those things. Both of those issues are swept underneath the table. Um, and I'm just here to advocate those type of things. Like I said, they're both they're, both of those issues are usually swept up underneath the rug, and I just want to bring awareness to those things, especially here in Atlanta. Okay, okay, awesome. So let me ask you this question. What prompts you to want to be a guest on the podcast today? <laughs> I always follow you guys. Like you're always doing good things in the community. I see what you. I see your work and stuff like that. And I always want to be a part of something like that. So seeing what you do, seeing your mission, sitting here talking to you, listening to how you build your entrepreneurship, like it just makes me want to be a part of that. And then also the trauma thing, because I have dealt with trauma in my life, and I feel like I have a story that I would like to share with other people. Okay. Okay. Awesome, Dr. Saretta. <laughs> Well, um, well, sure. Well, I also have dealt with um, some trauma as well in my life, and I think a lot of us have. A lot of us women have dealt with, you know, um, some sort, some sort of trauma, one way or another. Um, but the difference is trying to find um, how you overcome that trauma. And for me, it was very challenging. And I know that uh, without the right resources and right throughout, without the right people around me, I would not be where I am today. You know, and when I see women who go through um, similar traumas that I've been through and who are stuck, there's really something inside me that really wants to reach out to them because I I know what it is to be be there. You know, I know what it is to be stuck um, somewhere and not really know how to navigate um, from somewhere that you don't want to be, somewhere that you're truly stuck. You don't want to be there, but you don't have the resources to come out. So that's one thing that prompted me. Okay, okay, awesome. So Lauren, you said you had a story to share with us. Um, please share with us what's on your mind and how did you get to this point? Okay, so um, 
32 years old. I was born in South Georgia. I was born a military parent. At the time, my parents weren't ready to be parents, so they ended up giving my mother ended up sending me to my father. My father wasn't ready to be a parent either, so he ended up sending me to my grandmother. <clears throat> my grandmother was in a point in her life where she couldn't take care of me, so I ended up staying with her daughter. Um, growing up in a house with somebody who does not like you and you can't figure out why they don't like you and you're only eight years old, it's, it's, that's hard to deal with when you're a little girl and I still deal with it in my, my adulthood today. When I was eight years old, that's when the sexual abuse started happening. Um, it happened for about eight years when I finally became six, when I turned 16, I finally, you know, told my family what was going on in my household. And no, I actually told my pastor's daughter what was going on in my household. And she told me, I can't let you go back home. Like I have to tell my mom, I can't let you go back home. So she told her mom, her mom went to my aunt and was like, hey, you know, this is happening. We have to do something about this. Instead of my family rallying around me, they basically cast me off the island. Like I can remember being in 12th grade, starting school with clothes that came from the Goodwill because after, after I told my pastor's wife what happened, I was not allowed back in my family's home anymore. Like, I wasn't allowed to come get any clothes. I wasn't allowed to do anything. Like, they had wanted nothing to do with me. <clears throat> so, that that has a lot to do with how I am today. Like, I feel like I start a lot of things. I don't finish it. I feel like I, I'm shy. I feel like I, I don't... I don't want to tell people my story because I don't want people to get mad at me because I feel like I've been trying to tell my story all this time and people still, people are mad at me. But I feel like something like this has to be, has to be talked about because it just keeps getting swept under the rug and you have these young girls who have mothers, who have boyfriends that are doing stuff to them and they're scared to go tell their mother because they don't think their mother is going to believe them. So that's why I said I wanted to start this nonprofit so I can have girls that are just like me. Cause sometimes I feel like I'm still that little girl who is getting molested in the bedroom. Like I feel like I'm still scared of, of what people are gonna think or what people are gonna say. But I'm at the point now I don't care. I, I have to do this. It's my mission. Like this is my mission. This is what I was. I feel like I was put here to do. I have tried to start so many businesses. They have failed. But I finally feel like in my heart. I'm doing something that's right and I'm just gonna have to deal with this person being mad at me and I'm just not gonna have to care. Okay, okay, awesome, awesome. That's good to hear. Um I definitely look forward to seeing the nonprofit and what it will become because I think it's a great um, cause, you know, because young women do need to know about the the, the predators who are pre or who are preying on them. And um, and know that these predators live inside of the households as well. Um, so, yeah. So, okay. Again, the topic is healing, self-healing through trauma. So, um, would you going through that? What are some of the ways that you kind of kind of um, helped you um, heal? I'm sorry. Excuse me. Um, I would think. I want to say that I haven't fully healed yet. I want to say I'm teaching myself how to heal because that was a lot to go through. You have a grown man doing stuff like that to you for eight years, that's a lot to go through. So I don't think I ever healed from it, but I'm learning to heal from it by talking about it. The more I talk about it, the more I feel like I'm getting over it. I'm forgiving, I'm, I'm coming a better woman. 
because this angered me for a long time and it was it was holding me back for a long time so i feel like talking about it starting this nonprofit, teaching my daughters because i have daughters soon teaching my daughters hey if somebody touches you or somebody does something to you you come in, you come tell me you don't ever have to be scared and i don't want my daughters to ever feel scared to come tell me something you know what i'm saying and watching them grow up and be happy that helps me heal in my inside because it makes me feel like i'm doing something right Okay, okay, awesome. So, uh, Dr. Soretta, so the topic is how do you self-heal from trauma? Um, so how did you, the trauma trauma that you had, um, how did you self-heal from those traumas? So, <clears throat> trauma comes a little differently. For me, I, I had, I went through a traumatic experience in my life during my residency. It was totally unexpected. I was, I would do certain, you know, you go through things as a child and things, but it wasn't really anything that I felt like I couldn't bounce um, back from. But out of nowhere, and a little different from your story, because sometimes we think that um, trauma is only at a certain period of time, like only when you're a child. But as an adult, even as a woman, trauma could come out of anywhere. You're just not ready for it. It's almost like, what just happened? What, just, what did I just go through? Did I just go through a traumatic experience? So I think, number one, we don't acknowledge when we go through trauma. I had to acknowledge that after I went through it. But um, my traumatic experience had to, to just do with the uprooting um, of my life. So I was, uh, I was married. I went to residency. You know, everything was fine. And um, unfortunately, um, during the beginning of my residency, my marriage started to fall apart. Not only did my marriage start to fall apart, but I um, was going through a lot of different situations in my residency where I would happen to be the only black person in the residency program, constantly questioned um, why I was there. I had to prove that I belonged. You know, people always ask me, you know, how did I get there? It's, it was a lot. So what I, the way I describe it is micro trauma. Sometimes it's like, you know, when you always have to prove that you belong somewhere, to prove that you know what you know or who you are, it adds up. That along with um, the devastation, to me it was devastating, right? The devastation of my divorce. Like I thought I had this solid life. Everything was great. I had finally made it to residency where, you know, being the first person to graduate from college and then med school, I thought I was good. Like everything's fine. But I got to a place um, in my training, my residency training, where um, my my graduation graduation was threatened. And for a person like me, where, you know, I worked that hard and spent a whole heap of money, right, um, to get through school, it just, everything was falling apart. I had a small child at the time. My daughter, I had her um, three months before I graduated med school. So, it, you know, she was very small. And just, so my, everything that I had worked for, everything that I knew, just crumbled. And I eventually lost everything, except for... Um, you know, residency, and, and that was by the grace of God. So, you know, I went through that, and it was a very traumatic experience. Many nights, I'm not sleeping, not eating. Um, I had a breakdown during residency, which, you know, it's like, all right, you're supposed to be the, aren't you the doctor? Like, what's going, you know, if you, so, you know, just dealing with that and having to face the fact that I needed to, to seek a therapist. I need to, to go in and seek therapy. So, that, that's some background on my traumatic experience. And for me, the way that I got through it was one, acknowledge. I did not know that I went through trauma. I did not know that I was going through micro traumas. You know, that every time my um, director or my attending, you know, would ask, would, would um, 
shun me or question me or uh, um, question who I am or try to bring out. I didn't, I didn't realize that that was affecting me so deep. And everybody is affected differently by things. So we shouldn't undermine the things that we go through. They are traumatic experiences. And when we acknowledge that they're traumatic experiences, then we could deal with dealing with them. Right? Because if you're like, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, you're never going to heal because you're not even acknowledging that you went through trauma. So for me, it's acknowledging it and then being okay with therapy. Therapy was always taboo, right? It's like, oh, are you crazy? Like, is, are you, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's wrong with you? Right, like, you want to see a therapy? You on medication? Like, you, you know, you suicide, you about to kill yourself? No, that's not what it means, you know? Everybody, you may need that help in acknowledging that, that you have gone through trauma and seeking that therapy, for me, was a life changer. Yeah, that's part of the reason why I'm here today. Okay, awesome, awesome. Um, well, like I shared my story plenty of times, being a, a single mom, being in high school, having young kids, trying to develop as a person, as a woman, while trying to raise kids at the same time. So I've dealt with a lot of trauma um, in my life and just with my kids, period, and trying to teach them and, you know, raise them up in a stable house home. Um, not house home. <laughs> a stable household. <laughs> Y'all got me, y'all got me. It was trying to raise them in a stable household. And it was hard. It was like the hardest thing that I had ever been through because not only did I not expect to have kids, I didn't think that I would have as many kids as I did have. And, um... Like and I knew that I had my own goals that I had my own inspirations. I knew what I wanted and I knew how I didn't know how it was going to happen. So I went through a series like years of just um, I've been homeless several times. I did not have food. I couldn't afford to put gas in my car. We had to walk different places, and you know it was plenty of times. And, I, and the main thing, like I guess, what just like damaged me the most was seeing my kids and you know hearing them say, "Oh, mommy, I want something to eat." I'm just like. We ain't got nothing to eat. And I'm thinking, like, how am I going to feed my kids? Who do I have to talk to? And for me, once I left my mom's house, I said that, okay, I would never go back because being at my mom's house and living with her was a whole different story in itself. Yeah, and then I have two sisters as well. So it was like, it was all of us in the house. So we was like catty back and forth. And it was just so irritating to me. And I just knew that, you know what, once I get up, um, older, I'm not going back to my mom's house. That's for sure. So like I said, I have been homeless um, for um, a, a period of time, just living with people um, and, and surviving off of other people. Pretty much I didn't have anything going on. I didn't have a vision. Um, I had a vision of what I wanted to do but I just couldn't get it. I couldn't figure out how do I do what I want to do um, while I'm in this trauma, while I'm going through these things that I'm going through um, and dealing with, you know, people meeting guys who only want one thing, you know, and then me being a single mom thinking like, okay, if I don't do this, if I don't do that, how am I going to survive? How am I going to continue to, you know, feed my kids? How am I going to get what I need? Because I have a plan and, um, 
It was years after just going through back and forth, being homeless, being put out of apartments, being, you know, here and there. And I was just like, you know what? I said, something has to give. I said, this is what I really want to do. I'm, I really want to start my business. I really want to start a business. I really want to go to school. Um, during my schooling, I was like, in grade school to high school, I was always that creative person. I was always in the arts. I love to do hair. I love to design stuff. So I was like, you know what? I said, God, I know that you have something for me I know that it's something here for me and I said you know what I said I, like every single time it's just like God just use me give me my creativity let me um, explore my creativity and present it to me in a form that I can recognize so I started to recognize what it was that I could do what I could contribute to the world and I started to realize that and I'm like wow I gotta give I can do something and I can make a difference I can make an income for my family I don't have have to ask anybody for nothing I don't have to do things that I didn't want to do um and that's kind of how I, I just like it was, it's a, it was a long 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 um probably seven to eight years of me just battling going back and forth back and forth um but it definitely took me to to believe in myself uh, to have faith because like I said my background my family I live with my mom my sisters but my sisters, they're on different, you know, levels than I am. And we always kind of bump heads and things like that. So I, I never, I just felt like I was the eyeball, you know, out of everybody. I didn't feel like that I was, because I was the middle child. So the middle child always get, like, overlooked because the older child got this going on. The younger child got this going on. And they dealing with all kinds of stuff. So I really felt like I was left out. Um, and my dad, I'm my dad's only child, so he spoiled the crap out of me. Like, I did not want for anything, but at the same time, I was missing a lot. Um, my dad, he he was young or whatnot, and he was, like, working and doing whatever he wanted to do and not really thinking about what he's doing because he drank. Um, and not say he was an alcoholic, but there were some drunken moments um, to where it was just like, wow. You know, so it kind of affected me a little bit as I got older because I felt like I couldn't do nothing. I felt like I didn't get the praise um, that I needed to get in order to, you know, to keep me going. Because like I said, when I was in school, I was on a dance team. I was on a poetry club. I was in all this stuff. And my mom, she came out and she supported when she could come out and be available if she wasn't working. Um, if we didn't have to watch other people's kids and, you know, just all kinds of stuff. So um, as when I got older and wanted to start this business, I was really nervous. I slept on myself for the first um, first five years of my business. I slept on myself. I was scared to do any and everything. I was like, you know what? I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. But I know that I have to do certain things in order to, you know, develop as a business owner and develop me, you know, because... Um, and I tell people a lot, when I started this entrepreneurship journey at 21, it raised me. I was raising entrepreneurship. Like, I learned so much, um, so much of my personality. I learned how to communicate just by dealing with people in business. I learned how to, you know, my posture. Like, I learned all kinds of things from people in business. I didn't learn this from my family. I didn't learn these particular things from the people that I grew up with, my sisters. I didn't learn this stuff. So me meeting people and connecting and networking with people, that gave me life. And that's why this is a part of my mission of what I do because I want to continue to connect and network 
and, and have people come together because there's a lot of people who are like me and like others who don't have those people to say, okay, girl, you did good. We see you did that. And I'm talking about like a whole tribe of women. Yes, girl. And it was like, it's so overwhelming for me because I have this platform and anytime that I put out anything that needs to be celebrated. The women like, yay, yes, queen. And that is like everything because I didn't have that, you know, growing up. And I tried my best. I made A honor roll, A, B honor roll. I made grade point average, like all the way up there. I was that child. And I just didn't feel like I was that child. And I'm like, I'm the only one graduated high school, only one graduated from college. Like, I just felt like, wow, like everything that I'm doing, I'm not being appreciated here at home. Um, so that's why I went into my journey. Um, and on my journey, I just began to have faith in myself. I put a lot of faith in myself. I said, you know what? Um, whatever it is that I'm going to do, I'm going to do it my best. And if I fail, I'm going to keep going and I'm going to keep going because a lot of people fail and they stop and they fail and they stop. And I'm just like, no matter how many times it takes me to, um, get this entrepreneurship thing together no matter like I went months without getting a client I went months without you know making any money and it was like it was it was really hard for me especially raising kids and I knew for me um because I I had like two jobs in my lifetime and those jobs was like from the area that I'm from here in Georgia it's a small community and it's a lot of warehouse jobs, a lot of stuff like that. And I'm just like, this is not, I, I'm not, I refuse to be living down here and, and go to these warehouse jobs and do these little side end jobs on a daily basis. I said, no, not me. I said, I am going to be someone, I'm going to be the one to change, you know, all of this stuff. So I was like, you know what? I got to keep going and I can't give up. And by me not giving up, so many people, I'm talking about when I started at 21 to now, and so many people are like, oh my God, you still doing what you do? I can't believe this. I can't believe that. And they really love and appreciate it because I did not give up. And they don't know how hard it was. Like, it was a lot of things, a lot of times where I cried um, at night. And I did seek help. I see a, you know, a therapist and things like that. And it wasn't like anything... Um, that I guess I was doing wrong, but I just felt like I didn't feel secure within myself. Um, and that's why I like to help. Yeah, and, I, and I'm really big on affirmations now because back then I didn't know anything about affirmation. I didn't know anything about believing in myself and motivating myself and putting things in position for me to say, okay, when I wake up in the morning, I want to see this um, this right here because I'm big on feng shui. So I like to have my quotes and stuff like everywhere so that I can see them so that I can be mindful and put myself in that mindset because if I don't have these things in place, I feel like I could go back those moments of not believing in myself and I do have those moments now to where I do break down it's like okay I don't want to do nothing I just want to sit here and I put myself in a pity you know in a pity area to where I'm just crying and I'm upset because I feel like I can't do it I haven't even attempted to do it so I'm like why am I crying and upset and I haven't even tried to do what I'm trying to do <laughs> you know so um that's kind of like a little part of my trauma and kind of how I help you know myself heal was believing in myself and putting things in place for me to believe in myself um I started going back to church um I started to find that guidance and find you know that healing and and everything so that I can be the person that I wanted to be regardless of what anybody else around me thought and 
that's why like my relationships and stuff that I have now like with my family and whatnot I'm very estranged with them because I feel like and I'm just the type of person I don't know like I don't care if it, if you are family if you're not family or whatever if you have um, not added to my positivity if you have not contributed to anything um, you know for my greater good then I don't deal with you period and I feel like as family, because I did grow up, like, with my cousins, like, we were real close. Um, on a daily basis, our cousins, like, we would go to each other's houses and stuff. And now that we're all older, we're kind of, like, separated and nobody deals with each other or anything. And I just got a phone call, like, today. My cousin was like, we having a family reunion next weekend. Are you going to come? And I was just like, you know, I have an engagement on that day. But I was like, you know what? I probably will just go because I do... You know, want to try to get back around my family, and um, there's a lot that happened like within my family with them anyway. That I just felt like I, it's just like when you better yourself and put yourself in a different space. Those family members, those people who are still in those same spaces, yeah. And it's just like I don't like to be related with that. I don't like to go in these situations. Like I feel so uncomfortable. I feel like I'm just sitting here watching myself in the mirror talk. Like that's how I feel. Like I'm just sitting here watching my. Cause she she sounds just like me. I felt like stuff was like going so wrong for me before I decided to get back right with the Lord. Like. I felt when my grandmother passed away in 2017, I fell out with the Lord. I was like, I cannot understand how this woman been in my life for 30 years. And four days before my 31st birthday, she passes away. Like, I couldn't understand that. That hurt me really bad. That was another part of trauma. But at that point, it was like, like, I just couldn't understand it. So I was like, why did you take her from me? That was my, that was my road dog. Why would you take her from me? So I didn't go to church. I didn't do anything. But my husband invited me to church. And after that, I was like, you know what? It's time for me to get back right. This is why stuff not working out for me. Because I'm going the opposite direction of the way that my story was written. Like, I'm I'm reading another book. And this book, not even my story. I'm reading a book that for somebody else. You know what I'm saying? So, like, watching you talk and watching your and listening to your story, you make me feel like myself. Like, I wish I would have met you five years ago. Yeah, and that's the funny you brought up the first thing. It's so funny you brought up, bring up the church. We, you both brought it up because I remember when I was going through, after my um, my separation from my ex-husband and, and everything, that I stopped going to church as well, which was not like me. I mean, I was born in church. We were raised Pentecostal. I mean, it was deep. My uncle was a pastor. Like, my family, we used to go to church three times a week, everything, and I stopped going to church. I did not start up again going to church until after residency when I began to deal with myself and God began to deal with me. So I think that's one thing that we shun our faith, whatever, you know, people have different faiths, but whatever your faith system is, you know, in trauma, sometimes you, sh- you shut that out. You know, we turn away from that, but that's what our root, that's our foundation. So going back to that, that's interesting that y'all both brought that up. And I didn't realize that, but I did. I, I did that as well. You know, so going back to it, that's important to heal yourself. Even hearing her talk about her family, it's like, that's how I am with <laughs> the family who you know what I'm saying like y'all can't get mad at me because I want to tell the story because nobody was laying down when this man was laying down you know what I'm saying with me nobody was there right and it's like y'all can't tell me don't tell your story you're going to shame the family the family should be ashamed for wanting to cover up something like this so I um, those individuals. I question um, the love that they claim that they love, right? right. I, right. Question, I question that. that you yep. Y'all can have this 
Y'all can have the same blood. I, one thing I done learned since I've been going through with this and, and everything, y'all can share the same blood running through your veins. That don't make you family, especially if it's toxic blood. You don't need no toxic blood running through your veins anyway. Yep. Yeah, that is true. But yeah, so when like I had to find my faith in it, I was it was several times where I just felt like I was like I asked myself I question a lot, like why are you putting me through this situation? Why am I going through this? And after I guess a period of time I stopped asking why. I said, Okay, you know, okay, I get it. You know, whatever it is that's going through, these are my choices, these are, you know, stuff that is just, you know, from stem from you know um, childhood too so this is a part of you know what um, my life is becoming or whatever so it's up to me to surpass it it's up to me to get over it. it's up to me to recover from it so I stopped asking God why you why this why this I said okay let me get through this thank you God for letting me live this moment for letting me breathe for letting me be in this moment because there you know i could not be here i could be somewhere else in jail <laughs> i mean so i thank god on a daily basis for putting me in a different space because it was just so many times i was just like you know what i don't even my faith had really just deplenished like i i probably was an atheist for a good three six months like for real i was like no i don't believe in nobody or nothing because there's no way that a higher power could be here and he has put me through these different mm -hmm. situations, these terrible situations and created me and created me to give birth to all of these kids knowing that, you know, so I was like, why, 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 why? But, um, you know, putting myself, putting my faith back in God, putting my faith back in myself and encouraging myself no matter what it is because what I realized was and oftentimes what we don't realize when we are creating businesses or when we are trying to do something positive our family are you know the ones that don't support us mm -hmm. because you're doing something that's foreign and when you're doing something that's foreign to people who are used to doing the same thing on a regular basis then you're the eyeball it's like so you're gonna really so I'm the eyeball because I want to start a business because I want to do this because I want to travel the world yeah because I want to go to school because I, I'm doing this and I'm doing that so I'm the eyeball I'm the one that y'all quote unquote making fun of but I got a higher education than everybody um, I got my business I have my own money coming in but you want to make fun of me so you know you got to go to the family reunion next week like Lynn Whitfield did and that's what I said show out girl that's what I said I'm gonna go Yes. Because the thing about it is they see like all the stuff on social media. They be on social media looking too. They be on social media yeah, looking. Yeah, and they don't be commenting or nothing, but let me go to like a family engagement or something. Oh, Trina, I seen you did this and you did that. I'm like, well, because you got my number. You own social media all the time. Call me and tell me that sometimes. Sometimes I might need to hear that from you. You know, and but people won't, people will not clap for you online. They'll oh, go yeah. and clap for you offline yeah. where nobody else can hear it because they haven't been talking about you to other people. So they don't want to show that love to you in front of other people. I'm going to go text her or I'm going to go call her when nobody right. can't see what I'm saying. Most of the time they can't even do that because they're so envious. Yeah. Right? And, that, and that's, they, they're so envious um, of you mm -hmm. that they can't, people can't bring the fit friends and friends too now, y'all. Yeah. Hold yeah. up, yeah. Yeah. ladies. Because yeah. some of these friends, I'm, I, that's one thing I've learned. 
right? Especially when you're trying to elevate, you're bringing yourself to the next level, you're challenging yourself, and those people are fearful to do so. So they're looking at you like, like who do you think you are? Or do you think you better? You know, you, you really pushing yourself to do it? And so they can't cry for you. They can't, they can't bring themselves to it because they're just so envious. Um, that they can't be. So that's the same thing with family too as well. You know, in those toxic relationships, when we recognize them, we have to cut them off. Exactly. Right? I love you, but from a distance because you're not going to traumatize me. Right. Right? In, in, in an uncomfortable situation and living my life in uncomfortably. Like, for me, I feel like life whole existence and me being up in existence is like in life is for me to be happy for me to be comfortable because this is my life you know I'm the only one to make choices and decide what I like and what I don't like I'm not going to have anyone around me that's going to interfere with what my vision is and what my goals I'm like no so I really I cut everybody off and um so yeah so the fair reunion is next weekend so yeah I'm gonna go <laughs> Make sure I get my hair done. I gotta get my makeup done and everything. Yes, I'm. Yes, I'm gonna be extra, extra. Yes, I'm gonna be extra, extra. They gonna be like, oh, okay, yes, 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 yes. Y'all see me? Yeah, right. But like seriously, you know. And for me, I felt like, and I guess like when we all you know start anything new we do feel like our family should support us our family should be there because they are our family they are our comfort zone and it's like if you are in my comfort zone and you're not helping me or you're not pushing me and motivating me to do something that I want to do then like so and, and that's kind of I kind of questioned family I was like okay so what is like family like these, yeah and I was just like wow so you mean I question a lot of stuff um, when going through my trauma but the thing about it is I continue to go through those things I continue to seek help I continue to be the best person that I could possibly be and I continue like I said when I started into it I dealt my light so much I was so I was real comfortable with being that business owner that like because I love technology so I was comfortable with being behind the computers I was comfortable with just being there and not showing up um, but I felt like I dealt my light a lot because I can talk I can get out there I can't you know be the you know the four person of whatever it is that I had going on I just felt like wow I, I, I'm not ready for that I was like you know what I don't want people to look at me you know this type of way I don't want like I really questioned myself for the first three to four years so now and like even now like on my social media when people see me they be like what that's Trina you know they can't believe it because I really like opened up and I became this social like butterfly I became a whole total different person and it's a person that they don't recognize it's a person that they don't see and that's because I decided to live my life for me and not for them you know so um that's just what it is <laughs> yeah 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 so i had to stop dimming my light and stop being scared of what people are going to say and what people are going to think and what my family going to think like i had to stop all of that i said you know what i said i'm gonna not dim my light we'll put this thing bright and i'm gonna use all my creativity into what i got and it's my passion project it was girl let's talk atlanta and this was like the start of it and when it grew so much to now i'm just like god i don't even know how you you even he's just like it's like he touched it because i honestly don't know how it grew and how everybody just <laughs> I, I just don't know how people became and i guess 
again, it's my passion. It's what I love to do, and I just put it out there. I put feel-good events out there. I put feel a whole different vibe um, to make you say, okay, wow, I want to see what this is all about. This might be somebody that I can connect with. I might can meet some people here, um, especially with a lot of people traveling here in Atlanta. You know, they want those authentic and genuine people um, because nowadays you got all kind of stuff that's going on. This is like, wow, people really, yeah, people really faking it to make it out here. So, um, it's just good to have that the platform and create a space for us to come together and, and talk, you know, amongst each other and not feel any type of way um, and be open um, because everybody has a story. Um, and everybody definitely <laughs> can benefit and learn from each other as well. So um, I'm going to get ready to close it out. So if you had to, um, for someone who was really, really, you know, going through, like you said, you had things going on in your life. And I know you kind of, you know, touched on things that helped you come through your drama. I mean, your trauma. But um, is there? <laughs> it's trauma and drama. <laughs> it's good. So you said that you were working on a nonprofit. Are you thinking about maybe doing a book or doing something else? I want to um, write a book. I have started in my notes section in my phone. Started uh-huh. working on my book. I'm trying to figure out: Do I want it to be me telling my story? I want somebody to play, tell your you know, story. Being, you know, yes. telling my story. So I do want to work on a book. I'm going to go ahead and move forward because I'm, I'm about to be 33 in April. Life is not getting any younger than yes, me. So I just turned 33 this want, year, girl. <laughs> all yeah, I want to do... But you look young. All the stuff that I want to do that I put off, I want to go ahead and move yes, forward. Like right, yes. doing a non-profit, yes. writing my book and yes. stuff like that and move forward because I, I, I'm ready to go ahead and get out there. Right, right. That's awesome. That's amazing. Um, that's why I love to, to meet and connect with people because I like to see. Like, you telling me right now this is what you want to do. Believe me and trust me. I'm going to be looking for you in the next year, the year it. after that. <laughs> I'm going to see what you get. Right. Because, I, right. I mean. We when you, I know. I hold people accountable. Like, yes. Oh, shit, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yep. And, and that's the type of person I am. Like, you tell me you're going to do something. And just like me, if I say I'm going to do something, I like for people to hold me accountable for that, you know, for that as well. So I'm definitely looking forward to that nonprofit. Please I hold think. me accountable, y'all. Please push me because I've been yes. giving up so quick. Yes, yes. I'm going to put you in one of my chat groups as well because the chat groups are awesome. You know, we're just in because I have, I have 12 different chat groups on Instagram. So these chat groups I created because I wanted my audience, I have a big audience, and I know that I don't really, I can't communicate with everybody, but I created these chat groups so that I can communicate with these people that are really um, into the platform and have been a part of the platform, and then I want them to actually connect and communicate with each other as well. So they do a lot of uplifting, um, a lot of like you know accolades, um, whatever it is they're working on. They post, yeah. And then when you see people posting what they have going on, it make you say, "Dang, I need to hurry up and do something." I want to post it in a group. I want to get all these hearts. I want to receive all these love that these women are giving out because they give it out. You put it out there, and people will 
you know, encourage you and push you. And that's all you need is somebody to, and people to help push you and motivate you. This is what my platform is all about, pushing you and motivating you. You see me doing something? Okay, Trina doing this. Let me see what I need to do. Okay, she got this going on. How's she doing this? How's she doing that? I'm doing that because I want to. I'm doing that because I believe in myself. I believe in myself when nobody else was believing in me. So this is why I'm doing this. This is why I continue to move and shake on a daily basis. <laughs> I'm moving forward. I, I, I received the message. <laughs> yes, yes. So um, did you did you want to add anything else to... Um... I'm going to think about it. You can come back around to me. <laughs> <laughs> you want to do your closing remarks? Yeah. Let everybody know again who you are, how to find you on social media. And also remind them what you do as well. Yeah, so again, just to close out, I'm Dr. Sarepta, a local physician here in Atlanta. Love practicing medicine, specializing in podiatry. But my passion lies into something, um, lies in something that's broader. And that is motivating people, educating people, and advocating for people with all things concerning their health and wellness. And so this topic right here dealing with trauma, being that I know that I went through um, a substantial amount of trauma and had to figure out how to get through it, you know, with with, um, motivating myself, uh, um, picking myself back up, getting back into my faith, um, seeking out the help, admitting that I need help. Right after admitting that I went through trauma. So admitting that I needed help and doing that. So those are different ways that I got in and still going through it because it's a journey. And you mentioned that, you know, a little while ago, like you're still healing. It's a constant thing. You know, I talk to, um, I, I'm fortunate enough to be, to be able to talk to small groups at a time. And I tell them, just like your physical health, your mental health, it's a con. You can't say, oh, I work. We never say I worked out five years ago, so I'm going to be in shape for the rest of my life it don't work like that right you constantly have to be working on yourself um, and on on um your healing your your motive self-motivation um your tenacity you really have to push yourself to do that and so you know um that's one of the things i've had to do and i I, my passion is to help others to do it in any way that i can Mm -hmm. just to share to share with them share with them my story and you're so brave. I mean, I was sitting here looking at you, and I was like, gosh, you just sharing your story is so brave. And all of us as well. You know, admit, sitting here admitting, like, I went through something. And now, you know, um, I'm overcoming. I'm not there yet. I'm learning as I as I go. But what I have learned, I'm going to share. Because there's people behind me that really need to hear these stories. You know, people, and people look at me, oddly enough, like, they look at me all the time, like, oh, she perfect. Her life is perfect. No, ma'am. I don't know what you think. That's why I don't what he is put, perfect. I don't like to put too much of my business right. on social media right. because I know that people will look at it and yeah. say like, okay, but at the same time, I, I'm Trina. You know, I'm, I'm real authentic. That's I right. We don't know how we've been through some things. So I don't want y'all to just think I'm perfect. Think right. Okay, that's right and I tell people I, I, you know this is not it's not perfect it's a struggle every day I have to self self motivate myself um, do whatever I have to do to get myself going but you can as well right everything is not all together here um, but no one has it all together and, and you can get better So that's really my passion. Um, And I guess as a closing statement, I would tell people, keep pushing. Keep going. We use it as cliche. Wherever you are, it's never too late to start. And you got to keep going. 
right? If you know you need the help, get the help. The right. help is out there for you. There are counselors, there are people who seek for people who, who have your, your, your best interests at heart. It may not always be your family, um, it may or may not be friends, but whoever it is, seek those people, acknowledge that you need the help and get it so you can move on and get to, to achieve those goals that you um, set out because these things can hold us back, ladies, right? They can hold us back. I feel like it's too many people that sit on their talent, that sit on their gifts because they are hiding it under all of the baggage and stuff that they have. So people are not cleaning out their, you know, their luggage of what, you know, all the stuff that they have going on. So really find those good pieces um, that are inside of us. So definitely... Um, if you had to like go to support groups and things like that, that's one thing that I'm going to start in 2020 as well with Girl Let's Talk Atlanta. So on a weekly basis, I will have support groups for women. Um, so it's going to be like daily, I mean, uh, weekly meetings. So if anybody wants to come to a meeting to be empowered, to be inspired, to network, whatever the case may be, they can come to our meetings once a week. So I'm super excited for that as well because I know that people really need this. And again, for those who don't have it, it's really hard to really move and do something when you don't have nobody that is like pushing you, nobody that's saying, okay, or nobody that's even holding you accountable. That's one thing to say, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And just like family, they are sit and hear you um talk about or whatever they don't hold you accountable they want to see you fail that's why they don't hold you accountable that's why they don't hold you responsible for what you're saying yeah they're not checking it's like okay so they want to see you fail if i say i'm gonna do something and you are my family member i want you to check up and say okay you got that going on with you even if you're not interested and that's just the type of person i am i'm really like involved or whatnot but um so did you have anything closing <laughs> I'm ready now. You ready? All right. Okay, so all right. I, I, I really, I really thank you for bringing me in today. You big. I've been trying to get in touch with you for a while. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> Making time for little old me. Yeah. Yes, um, yes. I feel like this is my first time doing something like this. So being in front of you two strong women, that means a lot to me because now I feel like I'm strong enough to go yes, do yes. what I said I want to do. Yes. Um, I want to be a voice for young girls who are going through things, even older women who are going through things, because I know there are women who are holding this secret. My mom went through the same thing, but the way she handles hers and the way I handle mine are different. My mom holds hers in. I have to speak on it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I want people to know not to give up. Like I said, I'm a veteran. I've been through a lot. I've been to Afghanistan. I've, I've done a lot of things. I had to leave my kid behind to go to Afghanistan. I've had That's a, the reason why I didn't go into the service. I was like, oh, nobody is going to have my child. Yeah, nope. I, I was gone for a year. <laughs> he didn't even really know who I was. <laughs> he didn't know who I was when I came back. Because wow. I came back on a six-month break. He didn't know who I was. When I came back the second time for good, he really didn't know who I was going for a year. He was only a year old. So he didn't know who I was. My, uh, my godmother, who I actually told about the abuse, she kept him. And she's like a mother to me, you know what I'm saying? I have a mother, but she's like a, a mother mother to me. So she kept him. Um, I'm going to work on everything that I said I was going to do. Because talking about it and actually doing it, that's two different things. And like hearing you you a doctor, that's a, that's a lot. That takes a lot of work and effort to be a doctor. And then, you know, you being an entrepreneur, that takes a lot of work. So I'm, I'm blessed to be sitting before you too. I'm glad I'm sitting on this side of the table looking at y'all. <laughs> Yes. 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 Don't undermine what you bring to the yes. table, too. Yes. I want that people to keep pushing. Because I, 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 like I, I had a suicide attempt before, you know what I'm saying? Because I thought life was just bad. 
Yeah. And I want people to know, keep pushing, because it's always going to be something better. What you're going through right now is temporary, but eventually it's going to get a whole lot better. Every time I go through something, I say, at the darkest hour, my, my dawn is going to shine through. And that, every time, that's what helps me get through stuff, you know what I'm saying? Because I know it's going to be a tomorrow when the dawn hits. So yeah. that's all yes. I have to say. Yeah, yeah, that that is definitely true. It's always, and that's why I said for me when I was going through everything, I was like, you know what? Tomorrow I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna live. And even though I'm going through the situation that I'm going through, I'm going to live, and I live on a daily basis and lived for myself and lived through my choices and I survived all of those things. Um, and that's one thing for all the listeners. If you are going through something, if you feel like that you cannot make it, you can't come to uh, a point to 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 um, getting through your trauma. You know, there's a lot of resources. There are a lot of people, therapists, coaches. A lot of people um, do things pro bono. And then, like um, Lauren is doing a nonprofit. I wants to do a nonprofit. There are several nonprofits who offer counseling services. Um, so don't ever think that you can't get help because you don't have the money to pay for a counselor. You don't have money to. Yeah, yeah, get. So there, there's so many things that um, that are out there to help you better yourself. It's things out there. You got to want it. You got to push for it. So if you are facing any type of trauma, um, uh, <laughs> I got stuck. If you're facing any type of trauma, please reach out for help. And if you would like any help with anything, um, reach out to Girl Let's Talk Atlanta on social media. And um, if you would like to send a private email or whatever the case may be, send a, send me um, an email. And I would love to help you get through any trauma or you know point you in the right direction to put you where you need to be. Because I'm all about encouraging and motivating people. And I feel like if we don't have those um, people that are encouraging and motivating, we lose a lot of people. A lot of people go you know astray. A lot of people end up doing you know crazy things um in life because they don't have that that uh motivation so if you're looking for some motivation check out girl let's talk atlanta um i love this podcast i really think that it was a much needed podcast and i do want to dive deeper into this topic as well um especially with lauren um so our goddess gala is december i can't remember did you um did you contact me about the, the Goddess Gala? Okay. So the Goddess Gala is in December of this year. And just from hearing your story, I would love to honor you at the Goddess Gala. Don't make me cry. <laughs> I would love to honor you. It's in December. And um, I'm just honoring a lot of amazing women. And I have over 20 women who are going. You're going to hear more stories like this um, um, come December. Because this is like a... 20 women who are going to speak about their trauma um, and how they survived it. So this is going to be mind-blowing. It's going to be real helpful and real resourceful for you. So I would definitely be honored to honor you um, at the Goddess Gala in December. So I'll send you that information and we can go from there. But again, ladies, I am Trina B. with Girl Let's Talk Atlanta. I had the pleasure of speaking with Miss Lauren and Dr. Sarepta. Um, and I will be dropping your information in the podcast description if you want to share or check them out on social media. 
And thank you for tuning in. I am going to close it out now. Enjoy.